Stephen Jones joins us right here on the KNC Masterpiece on 105.3 The Fan. Stephen, are you guys on cloud nine after the pick last night? We are. We're, uh, you know, it's one of those you wake up and uh, it feels even better. And, uh, you know, obviously, you know, you had some, you know, a little bit of angst there because, uh, you know, we were thinking coming in, you know, defense might be a little priority over that receiver spot. But as, uh, you know, we've mentioned several times before the draft started, certainly uh, a receiver, you know, was certainly a, an area that we wanted to address in this draft. But, uh, you know, when it when it uh, played out there and C.D. Lamb was sitting there, you know, who was our best receiver on the board, sixth receiver on our board, uh, sixth player on our board, you know, it was just uh, too too good to pass up. And, uh, you know, he's a competitor. He's been a great player there at Oklahoma. I think he's going to be a great fit, uh, you know, in our offense and compliment Amari and, and Michael Gallup and Blake Jarwin and Zeke and Dak and that great offensive line, uh, you know, that we put together. You know, I think our offense is in great shape. Was there – so there was, I mean, no hesitation at all when you see C.D. Lamb and you still had these other plans that you were already, already thinking about? Well, you play out everything. I mean, you go through it. Uh, you always do. Uh, you know, we were kind of – you know, had a group of players there when we start to get about four or five picks out. Uh, you know, you're kind of starting to uh, look at the guys you, uh, you know, would be interesting in picking that are still out there and – Certainly a lot of those guys were uh, coming off the board as we uh, um, moved down toward our pick. We were eliminating uh, possibilities. But uh, uh, certainly when it got there, we, uh, you know, entertained, as Jerry said, I think three different uh, trade opportunities. And then uh, uh, certainly looked at a, a couple of other players that we had ranked high on our board. But uh, at the end of the day, uh, you, know, our, uh, you know, our gut instincts prevailed that you take the best player available and, uh, you know, those things, you know, work themselves out uh, in terms of, uh, uh, you know, how it plays out. And as we said, I mean, that receiver position was something that we did want to address, you know, at some point early in the draft, uh, you know, to replace uh, the loss of Cobb. Steven, were those trade opportunities coming like at pick 15 or 16, or did your phones get flooded when – C.D. Lamb, a guy that most people probably had rated higher than 17 on their board, uh, was there available to try to trade up for? We got one call about two picks out that uh, said they were going to be interested in our pick. And then we got uh, two calls while we were on the clock. So, uh, uh, you know, that was kind of how that played out. But two of them while we were on the clock and one of them that was uh, giving us a call that, you know, that they'd be interested in the pick. Uh, if if we were willing to come out of it. Can you, I don't know if you just know this information offhand or if you can share it with us, how many remaining first-round grades that are still out there for you guys? Yeah, we don't like to get into disclosing that before it's time, but we still have a player or two that we have uh, uh, first-round grades on. If, if that's the case then, and you talked about teams calling you, do you guys overnight this morning, whenever it is, do you sit there and say, hey, do we think enough of this player that we would want to try to make a run at one of the early, earlier picks in this round? You know, it's, uh, you know one of the things you got to take into account here, guys, is it's, uh, you know, when there's just a, you know, a tenth of a point you know, in our grading system, you know, the lowest first-round grade you can have is a 118, and then the next grade down is a 120. I mean, when we have a, 
you know, half a dozen one two oh sitting up there and your uh your remaining players are one one eights. As you can see there's barely a difference. Yeah. Uh, in terms of uh you know, the the deal there and you you gotta really decide whether you'd rather have just one player or two players. And uh because you're obviously going to have to give up a significant pick to move from the middle of the uh, second to the top of the second. You're probably talking about giving up your third-round pick. And, you know, when you really feel that pain, because uh, we feel like we've got a great board up and we feel like we're going to get two really good football players by sitting still, it's real painful to uh, to want to move up. <clears throat> Steven, as a Cowboy fan, I'm calling my father. I'm calling my friends. We're texting each other. It's tough to go to sleep after the first round. I'm just wondering from your perspective because you're, you're part of the decision-making on making now the second-round pick and the third-round pick. How tough is it for you to go to sleep without wanting to call up Jerry and call up Mike McCarthy and call up Will uh, McClay and just start having a 1,000 conversations, and before you know it, at 7 a.m., you're like, holy cow, it's ready for the next day. Well, that's how it uh, works. I mean, obviously your adrenaline's pumped, and uh, you know, usually you're up there together, so you end up sitting up, sitting up there half the, uh, you know, deep into the morning, uh, you know, really enjoying, uh, you know, what you've done, but knowing that, uh, you know, the good news about this is we don't pick again till tonight, so you kind of got the day to, you know, really start to talk about your strategy for the next day, and uh, which we've already started on, but. Uh, you know, it is hard, and, you know, it was particularly hard last night because you're not together, but we did sit on a while, and then, of course, as you know, we had a press conference. You know, I don't think that ended until about 12.15, so, uh, you know, it was certainly a late-night, early-morning type deal, but uh, we're certainly, uh, you know, that adrenaline's still going, and we're ready to get some great football plays. Steven, what kind of, uh, what kind of player – in y'all's mind, do you see CeeDee Lamb becoming? What kind of comparison would you say you see with him to a player that may have already played in the NFL? Well, you know, we look at a, a slot receiver kind of like a, a nickel corner. I mean, they're starters uh, this day and time in this space game we play. Uh, you know, you just uh, – they're going to play a, a, a big majority of your snaps. And, uh, you know, the way we, we move the receivers around, I mean, he's going to – you know, he's a starter type. He's a walk-in starter type player for us in terms of, you know, he'll probably start in that slot, and that's one of the things that uh, made him so, uh, you know, so valuable to us in terms of how we had him rated on our board is he can improve, and, you know, he's a smart player that can play all three spots. He can go in the slot, natural that they're in the slot, a great route runner. Uh, you know, so many things we can do with him. Obviously, Amari's got some of that same flexibility in terms of, uh, being able to play in the slot. So, you know, it's a good group. And then at some point, you know, we'll have to make a decision. You know, when Gallup comes up for contract, uh, you know, that's going to be a lot of money there and probably going to be hard to keep, uh, you know, to keep everybody. So, you know, he eventually obviously, uh, you know, can make his way. And we had a grade that, you know, said that the guy quickly works his way into being a number one caliber type receiver. So, you know, he fits all the all – the, all the options that you want there in terms of uh, finding a, a great receiver. And as you know, this day and time, you need three of them. I mean, we tra we transitioned. We got lucky. We had a great player there in Cole Beasley who did a lot of great things out of the slot. Uh, obviously, CD's got the upside and the link uh, to, to go be a two or a one. And then we transitioned, of course, into Cobb, who did a great job for us last year. And, you know, you know with Mike's history, 
uh, and the way he's moved the ball. He's always, uh, you know, one of the deep set of receivers, and this certainly, uh, you know, helped us get that done. Well, I, I don't think uh, we should be hyping up Michael Gallup too much uh, because we want to keep that price low. So let's not talk too much positive about him and how much money he's going to cost. We need to keep those prices low. Um, I, I, I'm curious if you could, I know you kind of talked about it, but can you walk us through balancing, I guess, all of your emotions leading into that pick? Because I know you don't want to like fall in love with one specific player, but you're also trying to handle draft moves. You're waiting to see what the teams in front of you do. Like, do you, are you sitting waiting for that Atlanta pick? And you're like, don't be CD lamb or like walk us through some of those emotions while you're also trying to balance. Do we trade this pick? What do we do? You know, in general, you do your homework and you do a pretty good job of it. But every now and then you get the surprise. And the surprise this year, of course, was uh, C.D. Lamb being there. You start, you know, when uh, first of all, there wasn't a receiver picked in the top ten. And then the first one was Rugg. Uh, You know, we thought it would be either, uh, you know, we, we thought it might be either, uh, you know, C.D. Lamb or, uh, you know, the other Alabama Judy. receiver, yeah. Judy, that, uh, you know, and when he goes and you start to think, well, maybe we're going to have one of our top receivers fall right in our lap. And then, of course, we're monitoring the other players that we like on the board. So, you know, it's a, you try not to pay a lot of attention to it, to, you know, in the first 10 picks. But once you get to that pick 10, you know, the adrenaline starts to rise and you know you're, uh, you know, you know you're getting ready to be on the board inside of, a, inside of an hour. So, uh you know, you really start to, you know, go through all the different machinations in your mind. You've obviously gone over, you know, all the things you'd need if there was the, uh, just the right trade there and what it would take depending on which team calls. So, you know, you really start to get prepared once you get about six, seven picks out. Steven, last question for you, and we'll let you get back to work, is how important is uh, today with your two picks to address defensive needs? Yeah, obviously, we've been very upfront that we want to, uh, you know, help the defense out. And the way our board's setting up here, we've got some really great defensive players still left on the board that, uh, you know, certainly can do that for us. And uh, I feel like that, uh, you know, we can more than likely, unless just the right situation presents itself, let the draft come to us. And I think when the night's all said and done, we'll have a great opportunity to address uh uh, you know, to address the defense and hopefully come away with two really good football players. Well, obviously all of Cowboys Nation, which I'm very much a part of, appreciated your pick last night. And we personally appreciate you jumping on with us so many times these last two weeks to go through everything leading into the draft. Well, great being on with you guys. And uh, let's have a great weekend for our Cowboy fans. And uh, uh, hopefully we'll make our team uh, a much, much better football team when we're all said and done this weekend. Absolutely. Thank you, Stephen. Thank you.